Oh, hey, Queen. How's it going? Welcome back to the Note to Self podcast. Can you tell I'm in a good mood? It is literally like, oh, I'm so bad at reading clocks, but like, okay, give me a sec. <laughs> uh, 20 to midnight. Is that how you say it? Like 11? No, what time is that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm having an actual mat. I'm still a little bit poorly. And today I've got the biggest headache because I have spent all day, I don't know if it's the full moon, right? And I don't know if we're all just highly emotional right now, but I have spent literally my entire day. So like from probably the moment I got up, what did I do when I woke up? Unimportant, no one cares. I have spent at least 10 hours today watching... And like, hear me out, because if you are anything like me, which I feel like we are, like actual sisters in a past life, um, you are completely obsessed with musicals and Disney and like just fun dance singing vibes too. And I have found a new, what do you even call it? Like series on uh, Disney Plus. And I am not joking. I've spent the whole day bawling my eyes out because there's this new thing that I found on Disney Plus, which is called Encore. And it drew me in because I love Kristen Bell and she kind of hosts it, but she's also not really relevant in it. Like it's obvious they've just kind of chucked someone famous in there just to draw people in, which it worked because I'm here and I spent 10 hours watching it today. But it is basically where like, this is so irrelevant, but just it's important to me. (laughs) And it's important that you know about it because I feel like you will love it. Um, But basically loads of like, people that did their like high school productions of like different musicals are like reconnecting and like I guess having a reunion after a certain length of time so like some of them are just like 10 years and some of them like I watched one that was like 44 years of being like of not seeing each other and like since they did the musical coming back and reenacting it basically and like oh my god it just brought me like I've been googling dance classes like adult dance classes in my area all day and like BT dubs like seriously struggling to find any that I am like that I don't know that just excite me so if you are in Northamptonshire because I'm willing to travel boo do you know what I mean I'm willing to drive to dance okay I need to calm down (laughs) I'm honestly so sassy today so basically it's just like I yeah I want to do dance okay I need to calm down because this is a podcast and like I have to be, do you know what I mean? You need to be able to understand me and I've been told many times throughout my life that I talk too fast so I'm trying to calm myself down right now but I am in the market for some more dance classes as an adult. I don't really care what. Um, Actually that's a lie, I do care because I am not into like the hip hop, bibbidi bop, I'm not into that vibe because I'm just not cool enough, but like any sort of dance class, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Contemporary, even like ballet tap, I'll kind of give a go, but I don't know. I'm a bit rusty, but I want to do it. But anyway, this encore is basically about high schoolers reuniting after like years and years and years of like not. And I have just been bawling my eyes out all day at it because honestly, like, it's so nostalgic, like, it takes me back, and I'm, like, I want to dance again, like, I would give anything to just be on stage, and just, like, prattling about on stage, do you know what I mean, and actually, I did it the other weekend, when I did my confidence seminar, and I was just standing on stage, there wasn't a lot of people in the audience, but I was there, and I was just, like, wow, this feels like home, oh, and I feel like I just want that back in my life, like, I want that vibe back, um, so anyway, long story short, I've got a headache, I don't know why I was telling you that story. Oh, because it's late. And like, oh, I'm just in a really good mood because of it. Like, I just feel like I want to get on shot. And then, right, you're literally going to be like, Joe, stop. So I went into the kitchen. So my boyfriend's out tonight, right? And so I was like, I'm going to film this podcast, record this podcast whilst he's out because, you know, kill two birds with one stone, which by the way, another Seven, I've started about 17 stories and we're literally not even five minutes in. Um, but by the way, I got called out the other week by a 14-year-old because I have been saying my entire life, and I feel like 
maybe people can relate to this or maybe I am literally the dumbest person that ever walked the earth. But I say sayings wrong all the time. So like, you'll probably hear me say so many sayings throughout like this podcast and you're just like, Joe, that is so not how you say it. But like, I've just been saying it <laughs> as like other people have said it to me or like, as I've heard it from other people. And I have been saying for my entire life up until a couple of weeks ago, kill two birds in one stone. Yeah, riddle me that. Like, that doesn't make sense, but like, neither does the saying. So I've been saying kill two birds in one stone for like literally my entire life. And then this 14 year old smart ass, just kidding. Uh, G, you're literally amazing. And you're such a smart human being. And I just know you're going to grow up into be a strong, independent, sassy boss woman. Um, what was I talking about? But yeah, she called me out on it. And she was like, um, do you mean two birds with one stone? And I was like, do you want your Domino's cookies or not? Like, go away. I was so mortified. Oh, why was I even telling that story? I don't know. But anyway, so I was going into the kitchen. <laughs> why was I telling? Oh, yeah. So I was recording this podcast, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward back or rewind, I guess, back to the story I was telling. Before that, I went into the kitchen and I've just been singing Grease songs in the kitchen. And I'm sorry, but for someone who literally can't sing for shit, I was bossing it and I feel like all of the vocal (laughs) coaching that I've picked up from this program I could actually run Broadway like move over literally every single other person and I say every single other person because I couldn't name a single person on Broadway but move over bitches because I'm actually amazing (laughs) totally kidding I'm actually still terrible but I just feel great. Anyway, should we dive into what we're actually going to talk about today? Because I feel like we need to wrap up this ridiculous intro. But today, basically, right, over the last week, so I've been on holiday this week um, with my family and it was lovely. And I took a week off social media. I know, like my screen time went down from about, I think it was like eight and a half hours a day, which is gross. Like, I didn't even think I had eight and a half hours in my day, but I uh, am now on like an hour and a half of screen time or something like that, maybe two hours on average. And like an hour and a half of that is playing Wordle and Quirdle and Oct... I don't know how to say that one because I feel like it should still follow the theme of like Erdle. Um, However, it would be Octurdle. And I don't know how I feel about the word turd being in there. Um, so I'm going to say Octordal, but either way, I'm obsessed. And if you haven't become obsessed with it as well, then you are missing out. Um, and it makes me feel like a smarter human being. So yeah, again, why was I talking about that? Oh yeah, because my screen time has gone right down and literally an hour and a half of that is just playing games and stuff. Like when I just, I don't know, want to switch off or, or even just like going on Safari and like Googling things. But Most of my time since I have come home over the last couple of days, whilst being off social media, I have been creating this, oh my God, I can't actually cope with how insane this course is going to be. So I'm basically, I'm I'm going to launch something new and it is so freaking exciting. There is, oh my God, like so much in here. Um, I showed it to one of my like business mentory huns and she was like, uh, Joe, you could literally sell that for like five grand. And I was like, lol, off's not gonna, but like that's how much information is packed in here. Like probably more, like it is insane what I've got mapped out at the moment. And I'll put it on my Instagram stories, like a little sneak peek for my spreadsheet that I've been creating. But oh my God, it is so cute and pink. You're going to be obsessed with it. And like, this isn't even the course. This is just my little spreadsheet to map out what I want the course to be. Oh, and I'm so proud of it. I'm literally like, <laughs> I want to share it with the world just as it is. But like, I know I'm not giving away all my secrets. You know what I mean? Like, this is my new baby. Anyway, one of the modules in this new course is the all or nothing mentality. Because hi, we are suckers for an all or nothing vibe. Um, and I talk about it a stupid amount already. But that's because we all need help with getting out of this all or nothing mindset that we've got, you know, the extremes in our thoughts that we think about, you know, we, we've got like, we're either 100% or we're 0% or we're like, I don't know, going balls to the wall 
or we're completely off it and like feel like we're failing in every single minute of every day. You know, there is no middle ground. It is always the extremes. And so this is something that I really wanted to put into this new course because, and I wanted it to really be like one of the big pillars of this course because I know that it squashes so much of our potential because we're so busy trying to reach for perfectionism. You know, we're trying to reach for that perfectionism mindset. That's that sort of like, I need to be perfect in every single thing I do, otherwise I failed. And that is coming from that all or nothing mentality that we hold. And so my, I guess, aim for this episode is to help you kind of remove that. And obviously, I am going to give you just like a couple of the tips that are in this module. It's like a module inside a module. So basically, I have at the moment anyway, it might change because hello, like we're still in the development stage, but oh my God, it's so fun. Um, But I've got six modules so far and I might actually like cut those down um, and put them all into other modules. But anyway, so boring for you. Um, But one of the main modules is your all or nothing. And then inside that, you've got a couple of modules in there as well. So you've got a couple of like different resources and videos and stuff like that in there. And I wanted to chat through kind of the bulk of that really and just kind of chat through a little sneak peek as to what is going to be in that program now I am still really working through it and it is still like I said in the development stage so I'm not going to give you too many details about it but like oh just know something epic is coming and you're literally going to be obsessed and it's not going to be five grand you're so welcome (laughs) um but today I really want to help you soften the extremes I want you to be able to think in that middle ground. I want you to be able to like allow compassion for your imperfection. Do you know what I mean? Like we're so, we love a cheeky all or nothing vibe and it's just so, oh, it's it's so damaging to our goals. Do you know what I mean? It's like when we're on, it is thrilling. Like, you know, when you start something new, like probably like I've done with this program, I'm like starting it new and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing two weeks time, watch me just like chuck it away. No, I'm just kidding. It's too pretty to chuck in the bin. But (laughs) we're very much like that, especially when it comes to like goal setting and hitting goals. And especially when it comes to kind of, you know, uh, being healthy, we tend to do it a lot when it comes to being healthier. We're like, okay, fine. I'll only eat salads forever and never have anything that is not green ever again. And then two weeks later, you're like, uh, basically just eating all of the donuts and all the chocolate because who wants to live a life without those things? We did two weeks ago and then we gave up. And the reason we do that, right, is because like that all that all part of the all or nothing is so enticing. It is so exciting. It is so motivating. It is so thrilling, like I said. And, and because it is so like, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to try not to edit this podcast down. So if I do cough, uh, promise it's not the big C vid. It is probably just from talking too much um but when like when we're on right it is that like really exciting time when we're like so motivated by everything around us and we're like yeah I'm gonna smash it you know I'm gonna eat so many things I'm gonna go to the shop and do a big fat food shop and write in my diary and I don't know like schedule my week and all this and you're just so 100 mile an hour into it right but that bit doesn't last long and then the off part kicks in the 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 nothing part of your all or nothing and you're left just like feeling empty you're feeling like a failure and that is so not a vibe right so you chase that thrill again so of course you go back to being on 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 because that bit was so exciting and it was so fun and it was so like it felt like you were skyrocketing towards your goal right and then you go back to that nothing vibe and then you feel like crap again and so naturally we want to keep going to the on section So you end up in this on or off cycle, 100 mile an hour or like totally stood still. And there is literally no in between. And so today is all about finding that middle ground. So we're basically just going to get you to a point today where you've got all of these new tools to work with so that you don't always go back to that all or nothing vibe every single time. But I'm not here to tell you that you are going to get rid of it. Like I said in last week's podcast with your positive self-talk, um, which by the way is really important for that all or nothing vibe as well. But like, you're never going to squash it and have it not be there. You're always going to go back to it because it's been your default mode for so long. We love talking about default mode here. But like, if you can just find that middle ground sometimes, 
then your life is going to get so much better because you are not going to be constantly living in this anxious, like stressful state of, woo, I'm smashing it. Or like, oh my God, I'm a failure. I'm the worst person that ever existed. You know, you're going to find that middle ground and you're going to be able to lower the volume on your judgment and on your guilt. And you can start to then take more imperfect action, which is what it's all about. And that is what builds consistency and momentum and gets you closer towards your goal. So that's the gig for today. I'm so excited to get it. I'm literally, oh my God, I'm going to explode. Okay, right. We try not to make this super long and waffly, but like, <laughs> too late. So here we go. Right. So I'm going to just go through the points that um, I've got essentially for my modules. In, in much smaller detail, because do you know what I mean? I can't give all of my life away to you right now because I'm about to put it into the biggest, sassiest, most incredible course that ever existed on planet Earth. Okay, calm down, Joe. I need a, like, paracetamol. My head is pounding. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I feel so musical. Okay, stop it. Right, number one to... I guess finding ways to remove that all or nothing mentality from your everyday life is to have a little bit more self-compassion. And I talk about self-compassion all the time with my clients because we are so damn hard on ourselves. And like, oh, I feel like every single episode you could like probably title it self-compassion because it, it is all about just being kinder to yourself. Like you cannot control many things in life but one thing that you are in total charge of right now, every single day, all the time, forever, is how you treat yourself. So why not be kinder? Like, be nicer to yourself. Because when you are nicer to yourself, like, imagine someone is a dick to you all the time, right? You don't want to do things for them. You don't, you build resentment towards them. You're like, uh, excuse you, bitch. Like, I don't want to do what you tell me to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, if someone asks you to do something in a really mean way or is really horrible to you all the time, like, you don't want to show up for that person. You don't want to be nice to that person. You don't want to hang out with that person. Like, start being kinder to yourself. Like, start treating yourself like the way that you would want somebody to be treating you. And, and ask yourself, like, because the thing is as well, is with, especially with that all or nothing vibe, right? We expect, we put so much pressure on ourselves. Like, we expect ourselves to be so perfect all the time that when we're not, the world completely caves in and we're like, this is horrific. I am the worst person that ever like existed. Like you just feel so bad about yourself. But like if somebody else does something that is like less than perfect, you're like, cool, they're human. That's good. Like, great. Good for them. Whatever. Like you, you're just so much more forgiving. I guess you give so much more grace to others, but you don't extend that same courtesy to yourself. Like how rude is that? Do you know what I mean? Like, like ask yourself, like, what do I require of others? Because you don't require perfection. You don't, you don't require someone to be perfect. You accept other people's flaws. You accept other people's faults. You accept other people not doing a job perfectly every single time they do something. But why do you expect perfection? Why do you expect, you know, I don't know, no flaws and no faults and no moments of less than perfect. Like, so ask yourself, what do I require of others? And this might be something for you to journal about. We can talk about journaling in a like full episode soon. Um, but like journal about it, write it down or think about it for a second and just think, right, what do I require of others? And like, do I expect everybody around me to do a perfect job every time? Or is like the best they could offer good enough? And if so, why is my best not enough for me? Like, why do I allow room for faults and flaws and moments of like 95% or 80% or 70% or even 10%? Like, Lord knows we put up with a lot of 10% from people, probably like 1% from people. I say this all the time, but like especially to my clients or friends more, more so because I feel like I can only, sometimes when I speak to my clients, I'm like, I'm telling you this as a friend right now, not as a client, like not as your coach. Um, but I always say like, you stick around for the 10% of somebody's behavior and you put up with the 90%. Like you put up with 90% of the shit that they do for that 10% of times 
for those 10% of times that they are nice or that they do something for you or that they are, I don't know, like um, the person you expect, like you wanted them to be. Like you, so much of other people's is like the idea of them, right? But like we put up with 90% of shit behavior just for that 10%, that small snippet of good that we see in them. But like, we don't put up with ourselves. We just constantly berate ourselves and make ourselves feel bad. And like, is that fair? Is it fair? Like, ask yourself, is it fair that I give others so much more compassion than I give myself? Is it fair that I expect good enough from other people, but I don't expect good enough for myself? Is it fair that I don't require perfection from my friends, my family, my colleagues, my co-workers, they're the same thing, my, like, boss, my, I don't know, like, employees, whatever. Like, do you require them do you require perfection from them? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Otherwise you would be so miserable, right? Like imagine if like the people that you worked with, right? Imagine if you expected them to be perfect all the time, you would feel drained constantly, right? So of course you feel drained when it comes to you. Of course you feel like, oh my God, like the world is caving in. The world is ending. My life is a joke. Like everything sucks. Of course you start seeing the world through those shit tinted glasses when you think that everything you do has to be 100%. Like, think about it at school as well. Like, I always say this, and I've probably said this on the podcast before. Like, think about at school, right, when you were doing your tests, when you were doing, let's say, GCSEs. When you were doing your GCSEs, like, did you expect to get 100% on every single exam? No. Did your teachers expect you to get 100% on every single exam? No. And some of us freaking gifted and talented dickheads are probably sitting here like, um, yeah, we did. <laughs> like, yes, we were pissed off if we got 99%. But like, oh my God, this reminds me. Okay, I'm really tangent now. But my mom, we, me and my mom send each other our wordles. And if you don't know what wordle is, in fact, just Google it. It will change your life. <laughs> More like take up far too much of your life. Um, But we send each other wordles and she's had a 100% win streak, like literally since she started, obviously, because it's 100%. Um, so she's got basically every single day she's got correct. And the other day she lost and she was so heartbroken because she's now at like 98%. <laughs> That's just reminded me of that. But like, we can't expect ourselves to get 100% in every single thing we do, right? And at school, even if you got like 85%, you still got an A+. If you got, I don't know, like 70%, you still probably got a B or a C. Like, that is still a brilliant grade. Yeah, like we're pissed off if we like, I don't know, achieve 60% of our result or we um, our, I don't know, 80% effort today. Like we get so annoyed with ourselves, but like, bitch, that's still an A, maybe, I don't know, maths. <laughs> but like, that's still such a good score. Like I'd be buzzing if I got 80% on a test now. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so smart. But like, we expect 100% all the freaking time. So let's aim for the middle ground rather than things being 100% or 0%. Let's accept that it's perfectly okay to be at 50% or anywhere in between those two numbers. Like perfectionism may work at first for you. And this is what I mean about this 100 mile an hour, like all approach, that like thrilling excitement of that, like, you know, I don't know, like grabbing life by the boobs and just getting it done for that first like couple of days or like that first day when you like have your fruit smoothie and I don't know, drink loads of water and go for a run or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, I'm literally a goddess. I am smashing it. I am honestly the best, healthiest, sussiest person that ever existed. Like that is so exciting and so thrilling. And that works at first because that perfectionism is really motivating, right? But it is so unsustainable. It is so exhausting. And it's unrealistic to expect that from yourself every single day. So allow days where you show up at 50% where you show up at 10%, because as long as you are showing up, then you are still moving towards your goal. We seem to think that if we're not showing up perfectly, then there's no point in showing up at all. But that's not true. That's not true. If you get out of bed today, give yourself a tick box. And this brings me on to point number two, which is just celebrate the good stuff, celebrate your wins a little bit more. Like, 
like give yourself a pat on the back for getting out of bed and making yourself a, a water with your coffee. Like give yourself a pat on the back for that. Start celebrating that a little bit more. Start giving yourself a little bit more like, I don't know, like a little bit more of a cheer, a little bit more of a cheer on when things, when you, when you make a decision that you didn't have to make. Like, I don't know, say you go to the gym you didn't do a super amazing session. The fact that you showed up is a bloody big win. Like the fact that you showed up at all means that you did more than 0% effort. And that should be something to celebrate because anything more than 0% is a step closer to your goal. And so, so what if you didn't get a squat PB that day? Like the fact that you showed up is a brilliant step forward towards your progress. Like the fact that you drank a glass of water today is a brilliant step towards your progress. Like just because it wasn't the three liters that you're supposed to drink or whatever, doesn't mean it's bad. Just because you didn't get 10,000 steps doesn't mean that the 7,500 that you did get isn't a huge improvement on what you were doing two weeks ago, you know? So start celebrating the things that are going well a little bit more. We are always so laser focused on like the negatives and it is damaging to your progress because it squashes motivation because you feel like a failure. You know, if if you're like constantly looking at like, oh, I did this, but I, like, I don't know, say, um, let's take the water thing. Like, oh, I, yeah, like, I, I'm drinking more water, but I'm not drinking the amount that I need to. It's like, okay, cool, but you're drinking more water. Like, focus on that bit, hun. Do you know what I mean? Like, focus on, focus on the great part of that. Focus on the fact that you are actively going out and getting some more water in. Focus on the fact that you've got loads of vegetables in today, rather than focusing on the fact that you had one donut. Like, focus on the fact that you got out in the sunshine, got some vitamin D and went for your walk and listened to a podcast rather than the fact that you didn't get to the gym because you didn't feel like you had time and then you felt stressed. So you went out for a walk instead. Like think about the fact that you could have sat down on the sofa instead and watched Encore for 10 hours instead of getting up and doing the things that made you feel that little bit better. Like those things are big wins and you should start appreciating them, appreciating them a little bit more. Um, Because otherwise... When you start, when you keep looking at the failures or the things that you don't feel like you're doing well, and failures are never failures, by the way, they're just lessons. They're just things for you to learn. I, I, I always tell my clients to use failures as stepping stones. So think of anything that you feel like would be a failure and just put it in front of you instead of behind you. So instead of putting it in your backpack and letting it weigh you down, I don't know if I've used this analogy on the podcast before, um, but anything that you do, we put as bricks in your backpack and it just adds shit on top of shit. But if you can take them out of your backpack and start using those failures to pave the way for you for future and go, oh, okay, cool. That didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. Let's put it in front of me, figure out why it didn't go the way I wanted it to or how I could make it better next time and then use it as a stepping stone to move forward rather than like letting it weigh me down. Um, That, honestly, if you can start doing that, it will change your entire world. It's uh, something that I'm gonna talk about in a lot more detail really soon. It's like I read this kind of quote. I don't know if it's a quote. It was basically like a philosophy, I guess, that... um, that is used in Buddhism a lot and it's about the two arrows um and it's about it I think it like goes with that what's that saying that's like um pain oh I'm gonna butcher it I know it and it's like a Buddhist quote and I feel like I don't want to butcher it I'm gonna google it one sec um but it's about these two arrows right it's like one of the arrows is like you um wait let me I'm so bad at multitasking Buddha arrow quote about pain? I don't know. (laughs) Pain. Pain is inevitable or something. Suffering is optional. Let me find it. Um, Oh my god, I was right. I'm a genius. Okay, so the the two arrows kind of quote thingy, my Bobby philosophy, whatever, is like pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. But that's not really what I'm talking about. But the, um, the two arrows is like, so they say like, okay, so you've been hit by, I'm going to totally butcher this, but the vibe is there, right? So you've been hit by one arrow. That's the initial pain. You, uh, when you choose to react to that pain by adding more, you know, guilt and shame or just like negative emotion towards it, you're firing a second arrow. So like you're, um, you're basically just, uh, and I guess the much less 
what's the word, like profound way of saying it is how I say it, which is you add shit on top of shit. So when something shit happens, you then like berate yourself, beat yourself up or let, or or like dwell on it and then let it weigh you down by adding that guilt, judgment, shame, like negative kind of um, feeling towards it. Oh my God. Okay. So I am actually mortified. (laughs) So apparently news to me, this, uh hosting site that I use to record my podcast only allows you to record 30 minutes at a time what excuse me rude um and so I have oh my god been talking for an extra 15 minutes and it just like cut off ages ago so I have no idea where I was but I have like gone back to the like the last minute of what I was talking about and it was oh my god it was so long ago it was about the arrows covered so much ground since then um but I'm really sad because oh my god I like hit some nugs for you do you know what I mean I hit some nuggets of wisdom um so I'm sorry if I repeat myself and I'm sorry if I like I don't know mismatch or whatever and I've just moved on to something completely irrelevant um but essentially you're adding shit on top of shit is with the arrow analogy so when you do something that isn't quite perfect, you immediately uh, fire a second arrow, right? So you immediately go, I don't know, say something happens, the pain of feeling like that wasn't good enough, then sets off this like, I don't know, spiral of like guilt, shame, judgment, everything attached to it. And you tell yourself you're shit at something or, or you know, you don't do something perfectly. So you don't keep doing it because that feeling of like, oh my God, that was like, not a vibe or I didn't do that perfectly you then set off this second arrow of just being a dick to yourself about it and feeling like shit about it and talking badly to yourself and you know putting yourself down for it and like that second arrow just did not need to be fired like that just didn't need to happen you could have treated yourself much nicer had that self-compassion that we spoke about before um, and started to see things from a little bit more of a positive perspective. So if you can flip this and you can start looking for the positives, you start looking for the, instead of looking at things like I've failed and I am terrible, like um, use your your failures as lessons. And again, I'm really sorry if I already spoke about this in like the, la- the first 30 minutes. Um, but I always say to my clients, and I'm aware as well, when I was w- listening back to that, um, that first bit that I keep saying, um, and it is winding me up, but we're going to carry on doing it because it is ingrained into my language now. But when you, I don't know if I spoke about this in the first 30 minutes, but I always tell my clients, to imagine your failures like your like so at the moment we carry our fails in our backpack so we carry all of this negativity all of these things that we are letting weigh us down in our backpacks all of these things that we've done wrong or not done perfectly we imagine them as bricks and we're putting them in our in our like behind us But instead, what I want you to do is start placing them in front of you and start looking at where you can find the lesson. What can be learned from this moment? How can I use this to push me forward? And instead of letting it weigh us down and slow us down and make us feel like the world is heavy, we can start taking that brick out of that backpack, putting it in front of us and using it as a stepping stone to push forward to help you move through whatever you went through, whatever happened, whatever you did wrong. These are all bunny ears. Um, and, and start like just being a little bit more aware of how you can flip this perspective and reframe it and zoom out a little bit and see that actually you've ticked more boxes than you're giving yourself credit for. You know, if you're constantly feeling like because you ate a donut or because you had a chocolate bar because you didn't go to the gym today if you're constantly using that as a reason to give up because you felt like you you'd failed because you didn't do that thing you said you were going to do or you ate the thing you were trying to avoid then you constantly feel like you're failing and so actually you disregard 
anything that is a positive, you know, anything that you are doing well, anything that you have worked on and any habits that you are building up naturally, you know, give yourself that pat on the back, celebrate that win a little bit more, be nicer to yourself about it and like own that shit a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? Like celebrate it, reward yourself for showing up because if you show up, that is immediately 1%, immediately showing up is 1%. And 1% moves you closer towards your goal. So why would you not show up for yourself when you can just literally show up and immediately give yourself a step closer to your goal? Why would you just squash that and say, no, I'm not going to bother because it's not perfect. Why would you just stop there and go, okay, fine. I just won't show up at all today. Like if you get out of bed and you make a coffee and you make a glass of water with it, you've shown up, you've done it. You've done that 1%. If you go out for a walk and you do five minutes, brilliant, you've shown up, you've done that 1%. Like, you don't have to do the 100 mile an hour vibe. You don't have to go for the 10,000 steps. You can aim for the middle ground. And so that's what I want you to start doing so much more of. And then I want you to pat yourself on the back for it. I want you to celebrate yourself for it. I want you to just give yourself credit for the, the things, like just give yourself more credit full stop for the things that you're doing The you would have probably just completely disregarded because you were too busy focusing on the fact that you didn't do something perfectly. Like, that's the gig. That's what I want you to do. I'm so sad because I feel like I either repeated myself so much there or I missed out so much good stuff. But the good news is it's all going to be in this new course. So mm, it's going to be a vibe. going to be a vibe. Okay, stop it. <laughs> My music. I'm so... If my boyfriend doesn't come home, like... I don't know, soon. I am just gonna sing the house down. Okay, stop it. Right. Number three, I have, well, I didn't even tell you what number two was, but number two was about like celebrating the good stuff and the small wins and and focusing on that side of things. Number three is to get curious and start challenging the way you think. Okay, stop singing. (sighs) I feel like I spoke about this last week maybe as well, but I just want you to start challenging your thoughts. Like think about, whether this is helpful for you to think this way. Like, is this way of thinking helpful to me right now? If you feel like you failed, when you get to a sticking point, when you get to a point where you, I don't know, had a pizza this evening, or Easter, is Easter tomorrow? It might be today by the time you listen to this. It might have been last week. I don't know. These things work in funny ways. But like, if you're, if it's Easter, or if you ate anything, But let's just carry on with the Easter vibe. Like, okay, Easter is tomorrow. I'm going to have a chocolate Easter egg, obviously. Why would I have any other type of Easter egg? But I'm going to have a chocolate egg and I'm going to enjoy every bloody bit of that chocolate egg. Actually, am I even going to have a chocolate egg? Because my boyfriend has bought me three eggs so far this year and he has eaten all three of them. And I've maybe had like, I don't know, a couple of pieces. Um... But every single one that he's bought, we've opened and and eaten before Easter. So I've got him one and I've hidden it so he can't find it so that he doesn't eat it before Easter because then it's not novelty. Do you know what I mean? The whole point of like Easter is novelty, like eating the chocolate and having, I don't know, the hot cross buns and things like that, you know? Um, But the one that I got him, he wanted fruit and nut. And I'm sorry, but fruit and nut is not a vibe. And so I'm not even going to be able to have any of that because it's like laced into the egg so gross I'm gonna have to have a normal chocolate bar maybe like a peasant but anyway what was I even talking about (laughs) oh for god's sake um but I want you to think so for example this weekend if you are having some chocolate I want you to ask yourself like like when you start because immediately will because you've done it your entire life you'll start being like oh my god this is so bad this is horrible like I'm a terrible person now oh, I've ruined my diet, so I'm going to have to start again, oh, I'm going to gain so much weight now, oh, I'm now out of control, like, I can't put this egg down now, like, when those thoughts start creeping in, I want you to just ask yourself the question, like, bring it to your awareness, and just say, is this way of thinking helpful to me, doesn't matter if it's true, doesn't matter if, like, whatever you're thinking in that moment is true, it could be true, although it's probably not if it's coming to uh, any sorts of all or nothing mindsets around food because food is so neutral. Like it's the way that you think about food that creates this um, angel devil vibe. Do you know what I mean? This kind of like, it's good or bad vibe. It's your narrative behind that food. Most all food is just neutral. It's just food. Um, 
But if you're thinking, oh my God, like I've ruined my diet now, like think, is this helpful to me? Is this narrative helping me at all? Is it pushing me towards my goal? Is it making me feel good? Is it, you know, is it an overreaction? Am I catastrophizing this? That is such a fancy, sussy word to use. But like, are you catastrophizing this situation? You know, is my reaction warranted? Could I be being a little bit too hard on myself here? Could I be you know, unnecessarily beating myself up for this moment? Like, is this moment as bad as I, I am making it in my mind right now? You know, is there another way that I can think about or see this? Those are really good questions to ask yourself. Like, what, what are you ignoring that is maybe more of a positive or, you know, progress towards your goal? Like I was saying before, like, what is the progress that you could see here? Like, what is the positives that you could see that is the progress Today, when you're eating your chocolate, is the progress, the fact that you are able to eat that chocolate and really enjoy it, that's, that is so much progress that you completely disregard because your old narrative tells you that that chocolate was bad. And so when you eat that chocolate, you feel bad about it. But actually, like, is it? And is it brilliant, in fact, that you were able to eat that chocolate in peace of mind until afterwards, because you know, those thoughts again, still creep in when you're on this journey. But like, when you eat that chocolate, and you start to bring in those thoughts, think about the fact that you didn't purposely go out and buy 17 Easter eggs, because you were just going to start your diet again tomorrow. Like you were able to eat that Easter egg without feeling like you needed to, you know, completely start fresh tomorrow. And if you are in that mindset right now, like ask yourself, is that a helpful way to feel? Is that the way that I want to live my life? Do I want to live my life in fear of eating the foods that I really bloody enjoy? Is it a win that you're even eating it full stop when maybe last year you avoided the Easter egg and then your family saw that you avoided eating the chocolate and you felt bad for it because you weren't able to make the connections you wanted with your family? Like, things like that, like look for the positives, because there is a positive in everything, there is a lesson in everything. And so if you can start flipping that perspective and looking at those positives and challenging those thoughts that you're, you're, that are coming through your mind, you can start to unpick it for yourself and, and say, huh, actually, this isn't helpful. This might not even be true. Is there a better way that I can look at this? Could I, you know, be kinder to myself in this moment? And is this perfectionism at play? And how can I just minimize this all or nothing mentality here? How can I just, just switch things up a little bit to see this from a, a, a better perspective or a clearer perspective as well? And then the last one I want to talk about, because I'm aware that this stupid thing cuts me off for 30 minutes, so I've now got a timer running, cute, um, the last one that I want to leave you with today is I want you to listen to your language. And we spoke about this drip fed throughout the last kind of 45 minutes. But I'd say if I've been speaking for 45 minutes, actually, I've been speaking for over an hour. I'm so bitter. I'm so bitter that that little section has been cut out because, oh, there was so much in it. Okay, stop it. Right. I want you to listen to your language. I want you to remove good, bad, cheap, naughty, clean, that sort of vibe from your vocabulary. It is so, so damaging, especially so all of those things that I've just listed are all coming from like food. So labeling your foods as good, as bad, as cheap, as clean, as, um, you know, like all naughty or, or just like, those negative words that you use when it comes to food, I really want you to squash it. And I also want you to squash it just when it comes to yourself as well. Like, I've had a good day, or like, I've had a bad day, or like, I um, uh, did really bad in my gym session. It's like, did you? Or did you have like a more chill gym session? Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, I want you to really start challenging those those harsh extremes in your language and start softening a little bit. You know, could you use words like, um, I don't know, like if you're talking about food, could you say like this, this is a really nutri nutrient dense meal. Like this is a really nutritious meal. Or like, could you use words like this is a really, um, you know, even like I use the word sassy for foods all the time. I'm like, okay, I want you to add a sass food in. I want you to add a sassy food in. I want you to add something that makes you feel good. I want you to add soul food. Like we have soul food and nutritious food. We have 
um, in, indulgent and delicious food. And we have like, I don't know, like uh, nourishing, which actually isn't like, it doesn't really mean anything, but you know what it means. Like you feel nourished, you feel saucy when you eat that food. So like, can you start using more middle ground food, uh, middle ground words when it comes to your food so that it isn't again, so much extreme? same with yourself like are you a bad person or like did you just do something that humans do which is like make a small error or like I don't know make a mistake even like even that it's like so like like you can learn from these things but like do you know what I mean like stop using those net those uh extremes so much to describe everything when you can start changing your language you can start changing your behaviors and then your actions follow, and then your results follow from that. I really want to leave you with something that I learned from my therapist a couple of months ago, and it is, I think I might have mentioned it before, um, if I've mentioned it on my stories, actually, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I mentioned it on my stories, and like, oh my god, so many of you were like so invested in this way of thinking, and it really helps my girls come out of their all or nothing vibe, but I basically my therapist sent something over to me about dialectics, which was a word I'd never heard before. So naturally I Googled the shit out of it. Um, and it is, it is basically the idea that like two opposing narratives can be true. So like two, I guess a paradox can be true. So uh, contradicting, two contradicting scenarios, two contradicting thoughts, um, or con- or seemingly kind of contradicting uh, statements, I guess, can be true at the same time. And it just, it, it allows you to find, again, that little bit of a middle ground. Sorry, I'm just getting comfy. And it allows you to find that middle ground. It allows you to find that sort of, um, again, soften things a little bit and just give you a little bit more power back. Like, so a really easy way to do it and I'll talk about I'll give you examples in a second but like a really easy way to do it is in is to replace but for and in sentences so it it replace sorry I'm stuttering again replacing but for and flips a statement and it gives you a little bit more power because it validates both sides of the statement so you know when you say like I don't know um I find workouts enjoyable, but tough, like, but they're so tough, but they're really tough. Like that disregards the fact that you find it enjoyable, right? And I think my dad actually taught me this. He was like, anything that you say before the word, but is just invalidated. Like, it's just whatever. Like you just, when you say, but in a sentence, and I've always kind of been mindful of using the word, but since I'm sure it was my dad that taught me this quite when I was quite young as well. But he said, when you say but in a sentence, it just completely squashes anything you've said before that but. So that anything before the but is forgotten. Um, so I don't know, it's late, but I need to wash my hair. All you think is I need to wash my hair. You don't think about it being late. You think oh, I need to wash my hair. Like, and then it becomes a chore. It becomes resentful. It becomes like a harsh, right? But, oh, I've done it. <laughs> um, but, 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 but. And if you can flip it, so for example, the the example I just gave was, I find workouts enjoyable, but they're tough. You can say, I find workouts enjoyable and they're tough. It's like it it validates both sides of that statement and it, it makes it a much more immediately, just a much more kind of positive and softened statement. You know, it doesn't feel so harsh and, and horrible and like to the point and negative I guess it just flips it a little bit to just give you that power back and validate both sides you know other examples I can have fear and courage at the same time I can want to change and be afraid of change rather than saying you know I want to change but I'm afraid of change you can say I want to change and I'm afraid of change I want to be working towards my goal and I can be happy currently like I can work towards something and really be fine with where I am it's like I can't can't ha- can't have both that's the the narrative that we always have for ourselves is we can't have both two opposing things cannot be true at the same time but they absolutely can you can value your health and eat donuts you can want to go out for a walk and be really tired like you can have both Hannah Montana it <laughs> <laughs> 
um but that's what I really want to leave you with because I think it's so important to start really finding your the language that you're using and being able to oh yeah look heads up you can record for up to 30 minutes in your web browser if you'd like to record for longer oh you can use any app on your computer what oh and then upload the file well that seems stupid FYI you can record for 30 minutes max stupid right um but anyway that is what I want to leave you with. I think that I've covered quite a lot actually in today's episode. So do me a favor if you loved this episode or if you are loving that the podcasts are back, then please, please, please do me the biggest favor in the world because I actually, oh my God, like every time you screenshot this episode and post it to your story and tell me that you're listening on a walk or at the gym or in bed or wherever you are, like it just, it makes my soul so happy. And so I would love it if you could screenshot this on your phone, like screenshot this episode or whatever, and pop it on your stories, tell the world that you are listening, tell the world that you are loving this podcast, and do me the biggest favor, and uh, if you haven't already, press the little rate and review button, and just give me a cheeky little review so that I know what sort of things to be recording for you guys, I know what sort of things you want to talk about, you want to hear about, all of that sort of jazz, Um, and maybe even let me know in one of my recent posts, like tell me what the biggest lesson you learned from today's podcast episode was, like I would love to know, because I just feel like this is so something that becomes a sticking point for so many of us, And I really want to help you squash it because I know how hard it is. I know how shit it feels to be constantly feeling like you're either on it or off it. And so if we can just, just again, like I said at the beginning, like lower the volume on that a little bit and just drop that perfectionism in every day, you're just going to feel so much better about your journey. You're going to feel so much better every single day of your life. You're going to stop feeling like you failed every time something doesn't go perfectly. Like, it is so exhausting living in that mindset. I have lived there for so long, so long. Um, And it's time to stop it. You know, it's time to soften the extremes. It's time to be a, a little bit nicer to yourself and, and start aiming for imperfect action. That's the gig. That's what I want from you this week. So go and have a fabulous, fabulous week. Um, let me know if you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you're excited for this course. I cannot actually cope with how excited I am about it. Um, and I can't wait to show, share more with you soon. But I will be, of course, filling you in on all the details on my Instagram anyway. If you don't follow me on Instagram already, feel free to. It's Thrive with Jojo on Instagram. Uh, and if you have any questions or requests or anything you want me to cover on the next couple of episodes of this podcast please slide into my DMs or use the crap out of my question boxes that I usually post and things like that. Um, I am coming back to Instagram on Monday. So yeah, I will see you there. But I love you lots. Go and have the best Easter ever. And if you're not listening to this on Easter and Easter is long gone, then bitch, go and have the best day ever anyway. Like you literally deserve to have the most sparkle filled day. So go and enjoy it. Go and eat chocolate because you deserve it and yeah, I love you lots, go and have a fabulous week, and I will chat to you soon, queen!